listening to the Leave It Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Talks Rotary. This is episode 71. Welcome to the Leave It Inside Out podcast where we believe the inside is superior to the outside. Episode 71 is Raising Our Boys with Intention with Kiki Jolubo. I have a guest today and I am so excited because you know this whole guest thing is new. <laughs> I have a wonderful friend, a wonderful lady, Kiki, and she is going to be talking to us about something that's really close to her heart and mine and you're going to find out why. I'm going to read her professional bio. Bukola Jolugo fondly known as Kiki, a voice and catalyst for raising exceptional boys into world-class leaders and for building a positive and sustainable relationship between fathers and teenage boys, is recognized for her passion for the male gender. Other than being a professional process engineer and user experience analyst, Kiki is the founder of Joshua's Army, a leading global organization providing mentorship, resources, events, and community to help parents intentionally raise their teenage boys into wholesome men. Its initiatives include Boys to Men Institute, Boys for Real Academy, Parenting Today's Teenage Boys Summit, The Better Dad Club, and Dad and I Dinner. Her newest initiative is Naomi's Tribe, a circle of mothers raising extraordinary sons. Kiki is sold out to seeing boys live full, focused, enlightened, and well-developed lives to become world-class men through various life-transforming practical trainings for the boys and families as a whole. She's also enthusiastic about helping fathers break free from limiting mindsets and habits and beliefs to full and enjoyable living with their sons. She is skilled at coaching families, fathers and mothers of teenage boys and the boys for effective family life using techniques that promote communication, fun and spiritual growth of the whole family. Bukola is married to her love, her good man, and they are blessed with two amazing sons who are world-class leaders in the making. Welcome to the podcast, Kiki. Thank you so much. Thank you. As you read, I was wondering, is she talking about me? <laughs> yes, indeed. I am talking about you. And this is so inspiring to read. And, you know, we share the same love for boys because yeah. I have four boys. You've got two sons. And we know what it's like to be that special woman surrounded by just men, because I think it's a real it's a, it's very special and it's very different. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's a rare privilege. And you know what? I love being a mama boy. I love oh. it. <laughs> <over> again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. You're welcome. You're one of the first of uh, the guests that we're having on the podcast because I've been recording it for upwards of two years going on to three years now and we only had our first guest not counting my best friend Susie but our first guest last Saturday so wow. it's wonderful to have have you on and um thrilled so cannot wait to get to know you better how you got into this whole thing with boys it's obvious you have sons it makes perfect sense but let's start with your business journey first of all what have you 
Um, how have you arrived at this point? Because I was reading all those titles of what you're doing with user experience and everything. I thought, okay, we have to know more. Tell us about your journey so far. Okay, um, so I, like you said, yes, thank you very much again. That's, my name is Bukola. I love to be called Kiki. And um, mm -hmm. Kiki, I think Kiki just spans from the part of my love for family. It's um, Kiki, mm -hmm. um, myself and my oldest brother's way of pronouncing Buki when we were babies. Oh, so, it's so, oh, that is so sweet. Yeah, I don't get, I, we don't call me Buki, we go Kiki. So in my family, oh. they call me Kiki and, you know, so when people say, I say, go Bukola or you go Buki, Kiki, because I'm not Buki, you know? That is so yeah. cute. I love and, it. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, again, like I said, because part of my love for the family unit, mm. I just love to feel that love and bond mm -hmm. closeness to the family. And oh. so professionally, I am a, a process engineer. And mm -hmm. along the line, I migrated into becoming a system um, service design um, specialists and I focus mm -hmm. on user analysts so engaging with the end users to understand what they want and what okay. they expect from the services of the organization so right now I consult mm -hmm. for public sector okay. and uh, so with the likes of MOJ cabinet office DEFRA HMRC mm -hmm. you know just Amazing. to understand what the citizens are saying about our services and how they can the citizens can help improve the public sector service, if that makes mm, sense. Makes sense. And then work with boys, Jishizami. Oh dear, that's my, that's like the center. Mm. Passion. Oh, I love to work with boys and I've worked with boys for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so my mindset is there's been a lot of great um, or a great degree of empowerment and, you know, centered around the female gender, the girls. That's true. And so it's beginning to feel like that our girls are being empowered while our boys are left to grow. But that's leaving them to grow doesn't mean that the society doesn't have its own expectations. Mm -hmm. The expectations are there, but no one is paying attention to mm -hmm. teaching them. So I always give this analogy that um, you tell a child to tidy up the room. Mm -hmm. But in fairness, the meaning of tidy is different from your meaning of tidy. Mm -hmm. So it's being able to train our boys to understand who they are, first of all, mm -hmm. raising our boys and not just leaving them to grow. So my focus has been on what the world focus is. One, we don't train them. And then we're focusing on what they had, what they've done or what they're doing wrong. Wrong, that's so true. So my focus is training, raising the boys, mm -hmm. or the boy child to be developed so that it not, not just to meet the society expectations, the societal expectations, but to be developed for their own self and mm -hmm. be men who understand who they are and are able to live well inside out. Yeah. And this yeah. started over a, a, a decade, a decade ago I, when I located to the UK and um, it became a, a, an organization about seven years ago. All right. Wow. Wow. Well done. Do you know, that's hogged at my heartstrings and I agree. And I have to confess that it has crossed my mind, but it's not something that I've thought deeply about so I think about my boys and 
or when I'm in conversation with people and the next thing you hear is they start putting men down or boys down that I just it riles me so I have a reaction then but I think I've always been focused on my boys but not really all the children you know all the boys per se although I do have a heart for boys obviously when I see kids who are my son's ages it's like seeing my own son as well and I'm sure Mm -hmm. it's the same with most parents right but I think it's so true and wonderful that you're doing what you're doing because uh, there's so much female empowerment, which was needed because women were a bit looked down on second class citizens and women uh, are not always as outspoken as men. And we hear the thing saying it's a man's world and so on. And it's great to have all of that. But for real, boys do need to be empowered, too. And annoyingly, a lot of people feel like you cannot empower one gender and the other one at the same time like one has to be uh demeaned or put down mm-hmm. and the other mm-hmm. do you f- find that to be the case yes that's like what is happening actually and i strongly mm-hmm. disagree with that we don't mm-hmm. need to pull one down to pull the other up and one of thing course. i say is if we look at it from this the perspective of the family unit I was talking to my son, I think it was yesterday, we were just having a chat and we're talking about, you know, girls' perspective, what girls think about boys and, you know, particularly Mm. for their age and, you know, Mm. how it's so difficult to keep a relationship because Mm. of the mindset of girls that, oh, the boys are this and so I'm not going to take that. So any, whatever happens, they feel they're worth more than the boys and they're quickly, they're easily discarding the boys, you know? And so, and if you flash back to our generation, that's what was Mm. happening. The men, Mm. you know, looking down and discarding the female gender. Now, and began to empower the female gender, and that is suppressing the male gender. And I think that is still not going to give us the family balance we want. Mm. And when there is no balance in the family, there won't be balance in the society. So it's a case of being able to raise the boy and the girl child together, Mm. ensuring Mm. we have a balanced balanced foundation for a functional family. That's right. And And also to produce, sorry to cut you short, also to produce... Mm members of society that contribute to the world positively as opposed to people who are broken and angry and angry exactly and if you look at it talks you would agree with me that if men are raised properly Mm -hmm. to understand Mm -hmm. themselves understand what Mm -hmm. masculinity is identify themselves Mm -hmm. there won't be female oppression so there won't even be right. need for that feminism and all of those things we preach because the mm. men, they understand themselves and they're able to channel their strength, their masculinity mm-hmm. in the right way as leaders. Does that make sense? Exactly. And so that's, that's like what sense. I am pursuing to say, you know what, the mm. boy child can be a proper human being, can be a wholesome human being. It just starts with us paying attention to the boy child to raising them and not just leaving them to grow up 
Absolutely. And certainly no pitching one gender against the other. Because there is this mindset in the world that um, I think I saw it, I began to notice it when uh, I looked at American politics and when Donald Trump was in power or when he was even campaigning and it was always, you know, the, the fight between the Republicans and the Democrats. Uh, when I lived there, I remember asking someone, a friend of mine who's American, she's from the South, and I said, oh, do you get along well with your mother-in-law? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah I do, but my mother-in-law cannot stand my sister-in-law, that's her, her husband's brother's wife. And I was mm-hmm. like, what's wrong? And she goes, oh, oh, because uh, my mother-in-law is Republican and sister-in-law is Democrat. <laughs> and she said it so matter-of-factly, like, which, you know, you're, they are not supposed to get along. And then during the election, you begin to see where people feel, if you are not Republican, then you hate me, you know? And if you're wow. Democrat, then we cannot agree together. And I even have a friend, on, obviously on both sides, but I see a lot of vitriol coming from one particular camp and, you know, just like pointing off fingers and putting down. And I think about when it comes to men and women in society and how men are viewed, men are presented and how women are viewed because of a lot of the abuse that happened, like you said, where men were using and discarding women Mm-hmm. A lot of these hurt and broken women figured out coping mechanisms. Yeah. And now those coping mechanisms are being sold as truth and syrup and serum to the world. And, yeah. and then young ladies are buying it. And so you hear things mm-hmm. like, you're a queen, don't take no- nothing from any man and don't do this. And if he's not earning X, Y, Z, then you don't want to be with him. And if he's exactly. not this, and he must do this. <laughs> and, and the focus is on... <laughs> And, and they load this, uh, this heavy burden on men, on young mm. men, and it's not surprising. And again, I don't know if you, I'll ask you this question, actually. We're finding, when i looking around, and we're speak, and speaking to young men, many of the men, the young guys that I speak to, they're not even keen on getting married. And I feel like that's because of the way that women have stepped out of their uh, traditional make up the way that God made them to be and they've become this uh rather than being recipients of love they've become uh throwers of hate do you find mm-hmm. that to be the case at all what do you think that the, the whole view on marriage is with the young men absolutely I agree with you and you know I said earlier on that I was having a conversation with my older son yesterday mm-hmm. and you know one of the things he said was it might best be better to adopt a child and just take care of a child as a single father. Wow. And, you know, I was oh like, um, okay, wow. now let's retract, let's go back and, mm. you know, visit this. So mm. I agree with you. And it, I, I, in fairness, yeah. I was shocked that that was coming from my home, yes. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so glad that it was open enough to have that conversation with me. To say that. Know? And yes, it opened yes. up some, some kind of, deep conversations that we had yesterday to say, mm-hmm. you know what, this might be what it seemed like, but there is yeah. still that place for the family unit. And I want to yes. say, I'm a Christian and I look mm-hmm. at my life. That's where my perspectives come from. That's what feeds my thoughts and everything. That's way of life. And I want to mm-hmm. say that if we do not step up, particularly as Christian parents, 
The devil's agenda is to destroy the family unit because he knows the family 100%. is important to God. And so if we do not yes. step up, this light will continue to be sold. And then at the end mm. of the day, there won't even be a family unit anymore. Yeah. Within yeah. the Christendom, there is this issue of not, the family is no longer important. Like my son was saying yesterday, maybe just mm. get a child, be a single father. Mm. Thank God he wasn't saying having baby wasn't saying having a baby mama those kind of things but you know get yes, out yeah. and being a single father and then another in another case is the case of I'm not going to take any nonsense from any man he does this I'm going to work out mm. you know and mm. again in another case is the case of what marriage even means now which is different from what we've always known it to be the, the mm. devil is selling its agenda mm. and I think we yeah, absolutely wake up and be more proactive within the house a lot of okay. and you know within our homes and you know be deliberate about the messages we're passing across our home and the things we're teaching our children not just the male child, not just the female child, but our children ensuring mm. we're, you know, teaching them. The Bible says, when I always say this to my husband, the Bible says when you're in the book of Deuteronomy, when you're walking, when you're eating, when you're lying, and it means without ceasing all of the time, mm. teach this book of the Lord, teach this the values, oh, teach the principles, you know. And I think that's, that should be our focus. But yes, I, I very much agree with you that. But I think it's an agenda that we shouldn't allow. Yes, I agree with you 100%. And you know, the thing as well is that the family is the smallest unit of society. And society is built from the template of a family. Of so family. If, if the family is destroyed or altered, to be something that God did not design it to be, then society also becomes altered. Okay, and exactly. it just, you know, God's plan for us to multiply and populate the earth and so on, then, you know, it is clearly under attack. So, exactly. but yeah, and it's a good thing that your sons are open with you. I've had a similar conversation with my oldest son as well, where he said he doesn't even think he's going to get married. I'm like, where did you get that from? Yeah. His own reason was that he sees too many, too many broken marriages. And, and he just seems like he doesn't know many people who have sound marriages. And I said, but, you know, you live at home with us, you know, your, your parents. He goes, yeah, but you and dad are a rarity. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, it broke my heart because, you know, I think it was the first time that I realized that these children are, yes, they live in a loving home, thank God. And, and we ha- all have such a great and close relationship, but they're also getting a lot of information from outside not that they're being taught because they're older but they're seeing you know what they can see their friends and and just all around them is what's informing them and it feels as though the information outside the home is heavier and more insistent than the one inside the home so that was a a wake-up call for me as well and I, and I think I'll just add it there that thank you for mentioning that because and one thing I think mm. we have in common is our relationship with our boys. And I, I love That's the fact right. that you have those conversations with your sons. I, I remember not too long ago when 
I think I can't remember what I, I think it was December. We had a bit of an argument in the house. And, you know, mm. after a while, when we all sat down to talk about it, and I believe so much in sitting down to talk. So we have we usually have yeah. family meetings. And in one of the family meetings, when we were having that family meeting, my youngest son said, Mom, you know what? I'm really very proud of you and dad. And I'm like, why? Why did you say that? So because of the disagreements that we're just going through, I didn't see that coming. I said, why did he say that? And he said, because even though we have our differences, we're still able to sit down and have this conversation and resolve issues. That mom, I know what children are going up throughout are going throughout there mm-hmm. I know what is happening out there I see what I hear what yeah. my father is saying and it's disturbing mm. it, it, mom you know there are no stable homes out there anymore and it just went on and mm. on and on about it yeah. and at, at that point I remembered what a friend said so one of the things we do at Jushidani is what we call the family breakfast workshop um, mm-hmm. So when we up the Saturday in the year and the family, we come together as a unit, various families, we pick up a topic and, you know, we kind of have a workshop on that topic and take away actions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and nice. this year, I think this was six years ago when my, um, one of my friend attended, we're talking and a topic prayer came up and she said, as much as she prays for her children, she visualizes our children as our three children as three trees in the forest but those three Mm. trees will not make up the whole of the forest there's so many other trees Mm. in the forest and Mm. so i've had the opportunity to work in um, farming environments and public sector and one thing i know is if a tree has if a tree has oh am i yeah, you were frozen, but it's fine. Okay. So you can start again that you've had the opportunity to walk in. Okay, so family environment. I am very to have I've worked in DEFRA, the Department oh, wow. of Environmental and Farming and Rural Agency. So work with farmers and wood land owners and all of that. And okay. one thing I know is if a tree has a disease. It's other trees in the forest or on the woodland are easily infected. Infected. So, okay. so what my friend said there was when she prays for her own tree, she also mm. looks for ways of taking care of the other trees around her. Am I still frozen? I think I'm is I can you hear me? No, no, you're fine. I can hear you, yeah. So she finds a way of impacting the lives of those yes. other trees around mm-hmm. her own tree that's yeah that got me so even while i watch out for my children i'm always watching out for their friends even the ones that are yeah. that seem like it, the home is not you know stable Same. i try to be that stability in their lives for them yeah. give, you know give that to them because it matters look at what you're saying now and it breaks my heart that that young man mm-hmm. has to be mm-hmm. thinking that way and feeling I see what my mom and dad are enjoying. He doesn't have yeah. the confidence to be to say that tomorrow I'm going to enjoy that because of the amount of broken homes. And like you and I said earlier, yeah. the, the message out there, particularly for our girls, is don't take no nonsense from no man. Mm, you know? Know. And if it happens, so again, as much, not as much as I don't want, I'm not in support of that kind of message to girls. I think 
I'm also keen on teaching the boys not to be any nonsense. Not to even, yeah, <laughs> not to even give the nonsense in the first give place. Give the nonsense. Yeah. Don't be that person that somebody would point at and say, oh, we all have yeah. weaknesses, but your weakness mm. shouldn't be what is the predominant thing in your life. In your yeah. life. I agree with you. Yeah. And and really, uh, I think that when the message is being sent out, like it is the, uh, don't take this crap from men. Of course, we don't want girls to take crap from men. However, pre-judging or pre-deciding that men are going to come with their crap yeah. is what is toxic. It's, exactly. it's really teaching the girls to expect it to come. And I think mm-hmm. that the expectation of the, nonsense that they're talking about Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. creates attracts them to the people who carry that nonsense and then they end up in toxic relationships in the first instance so it's not that we're saying girls should accept abuse or bad behavior from guys that's not what we're saying we're saying stop preaching as though all men are bad stop preaching as though all men come with baggage and and therefore uh you rather than uh, teach the girls to recognize uh, the beauty and godliness in a man you're teaching them to look out for false you know for failures and and look out for uh, uh, demeaning qualities Quali- that is exactly what they're going to attract so that they can practice what you've been preaching to them to them exactly awesome thank you for that analogy yeah. and just to add to that so why you stop teaching the girls to focus on those negativities or those negative, mm. which we all have one or two in us, you teach them yeah. to look out for the positive because that's so that they attract that's that. It. And you also Con- watch exactly. out for the boys around you to say, how am I going to impact the life of that young man? So yeah. it becomes yeah. an extraordinary man for the women. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Rather than it's, it's- than looking a lot of the time we look at this young woman misbehave what they're going to do wrong but rather than you know rather than that being our focus i just am a magnifying lens a focus lens yeah. on the good thing this boy they're doing and when we see the shortcomings help them help. yes that's right and you know what talks boys are lovely Boys are amazing. I've never told a boy, hey, young man, that's not right. And they look at me twice and, you know, argue with me. It's never happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's never happened. So when you tell them that they listen and they want to hear it to them, my son said, do you know doing that even means you uh, you notice me and you love me? Mm -hmm. That's what it means to them yeah that's right it's so amazing <laughs> i can go on and on mm, and no. we, we we both can but you know we can't we can't say too much about it because it's true and that voice is being drowned out and mm. um you know in a bid to elevate women and in a bid to 
some of it is people who feel that the one who wants to erase the gender boundaries and say that men and women are the same. I think there's a lot of harm that's being done because they feel that the only way, obviously not everyone, but the, they feel that the only way that you can elevate a woman is to bring the man down because society looks at men as being in higher positions and they're stronger and they're this and they earn more and so on. And some of that is true. And so they feel like the only way to bring balance is to pull the men down uh, so that the women can rise. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. if you, if us women play our role as women uh, and be women and use our femininity and the men leave them to their masculinity, and then in our femininity and being taught by our mothers and aunties and the women in our lives, we're being taught to recognize good qualities in a man then all the other bad stuff will fall apart to the side because you wouldn't be drawn to them. Mm -hmm. So I agree. When exactly. it comes to um, the education and development, we're, we're both from Africa. We're from Nigeria. Amazing country, the best country in the world. We have this saying in Africa, amongst many African countries, that it takes a village to raise a child. So when it comes to the education and the development of of a boy, for example, or even of a child, because you know not everyone has exclusively sons, um, specifically teenagers. What role would you say that the family plays in their education and their development? I think, well, what role do they play? We we play the major role. We play the major mm. role as families, you know, in developing our children. It all begins from the home. You said something mm. earlier on. We're, we're trying to impact the children from the home, but sometimes it seems like the societal voice is overshadowing yes. our own voice. Mm -hmm. And that's why as a family, we have to raise the volume. And how do yes. we raise the volume? It's not just by the two of us. It's by coming together as that village that you mentioned. Mm. And again, as a person, this is where I want to echo that as parents, it's very important we're deliberate about the village, about the people around us, yes. because they're going to be impacting the lives of our children. Mm -hmm. What is our village? What is your village made up of? Mm -hmm. who, who are the people? What's the quality of people in your circle? Yeah. You know, so that it's not just you, it's just it's all of us watching out for the other child. That's right. My experience. In some cases, it has been a case of instead of us raising our children together as a village, it's kind of metamorphosed into competitions. So mm -hmm. I want my child to be better than yours. Yes. And then so we, we have various things we're using as measuring um, tape or measuring elastic mm -hmm. that's better than yours. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to take our focus off that, to see these children as treasures, and yes. treat them as such, educating mm -hmm. them from the home, creating time for them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I listened to, I think it was Mrs. Adejumo, or Ade, one of these prominent women in Nigeria yeah. mm -hmm. so many years ago. And she was saying, well, at some point she had to take a, a job outside of the home that she'll be away from the home for a couple of days and come back, you know. Mm -hmm. but when she's back at home, she does this, she makes deliberate efforts to be at to home as a mother. Yeah. And 
it was as good as though God was preparing me. Just at a, like a couple of months or so after I listened to that, I had to leave away from home, wow. go to work on a Monday, come back on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know. And at that time, I made up my mind that this is be the time I would be the most present. Present, yeah. So it was a case of when I'm driving to work in the morning and my husband is taking the children to school, I make sure they call me. I know when they leave the house, we'll be on the phone until he drops them on their way home. You know, just being deliberate about Mm. it. We need to be deliberate. And again, as a parent talking about educating your children from the home, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. identify your why. That's right. This is who I want my child to become. This is who I want my son to become. Why do I want this child to Mm. be this person? Because that's why is what what you will hold on to when the going gets tough. And when we say, I know when we say identify your why, we're thinking of something big. It doesn't have to be big. Mm, It can be something that people have. Because I want to be a proud mom. Because I want to have people when I'm old. Mm. It can be anything, Mm. anything. That's That's why. Maybe make sure it's in line with the word of God if you're a Christian parent. But that's Mm. why it's very important. It sets the foundation for how you raise your children. Also, it set the foundation of how you position them. It set the foundation of how you respond to them as well. So when we're thinking about educating our children, they do the math and the algebra and all of that in school. What are the soft skills you're teaching your children? What are, yeah, I said to my husband, the maths and the algebra and the English, they're fantastic. Wow. But hey, those will get them through the door. It's when those mm. those won't keep them in the they won't keep them there. It's those won't keep them on the table. What are the things that yeah. will give them a voice on the table? Yeah. While we yeah. get those things, those maths and everything in place, mm. we need to be deliberate about getting the things that will keep them on the table, the things That's that will right. give them that voice on the table. And I think mm-hmm. when we so as parents, when we're thinking about education, that is very important. They don't teach them that in school. Mm-hmm. No. So no. how do we strike no. the balance? It's true. Mm. It's very important. It's so true. It's important. You're you're a hundred percent right. And um, for someone like me, I've worked. I've always worked from home until maybe some seven, maybe seven eight years ago when I started to work well. I worked from home and then got an office outside the home, but I was only in the office while my kids were in school. So I was very present for them physically, but I also recognized how distracted many times I was, even though I was physically present. And I had to make a concerted effort to shut down from work for a few hours and then resume work after they've gone to bed. And it's, um, it was tough, but it had to be intentional. What tips do you have for moms like me who have very busy businesses and, and busy lives? It could or even might be just working away from home or working for the cop- in the corporate world or in the NHS or what have you. Whatever it is, our job t- gives, takes, us, it takes us hours away from home, but also 
while we're present physically in the house, we get easily distracted and pulled back into work. What tips would you have for us for being present? I, I think one thing that has worked with me is, like I said, identifying my why and just looking mm. at the bigger picture. In a few mm, years time, that. where do I want to be with my children? And mm. um, um, a, a very good example, my youngest son is, one of his love languages is quality time. Oh. And, you know, when he was a lot younger, he's the one that would come, oh, mom, movie night, mom, hangout, mom, you know, oh. and you're like, oh, gosh, I've got a meeting, I've got this. And one day, <laughs> he said to me, he said, mom, can you please just stop telling me about your meeting? <gasps> wow. And I was like, Oh. oh my word and you know it just comes out it wasn't deliberate mm. and, you know no, so it was yeah yeah to your child you know yes, and i'm grateful yeah. to god i listened to him oh yes, my god yeah so cool. he went to school in september and because mm. he knows mom and dad would listen so i went my phone is always on silence but because of him my mm. research never goes off goes off when it's calling and I just look and I see it's him and I pick I wear my watch to sleep bed as well Mm. and because sometimes at 1 a.m is when he wants to talk and he just picks up the phone mom Mm. mom I'm sorry mom I'm sorry mom I woke you up it's okay just talk away you know being deliberate yeah listening to them that's a big thing yeah. We might be doing something, but when they know we listen, they will tell us how they want to be loved. And when they tell you how they want to be loved, please give it to them as much as we can. And you know what? When Even when you feel that, okay, I can't give it to them. I was saying to a parent that a mom that I'm currently coaching, I said, because she complained about, you know, that he's always bumping in when she's in. I said, okay, now sit him down and tell him, the nature of your work and then when he comes around don't dismiss him agree with him and then when you agree with him keep to that appointment so don't tell him come back at 8 p.m and we'll watch the movie and then he comes back at 8 p.m and you don't then you will no longer be a person of integrity as far as a child give them your words and stick to it respect your word so they can respect the outcome your word as well another tip is know your children what are their love languages what are their personalities one might be the tall Mm -hmm. one that wants to gist from you from morning till night Mm -hmm. my older son once he wants to talk he can talk with you for three hours (laughs) but once he's not going to talk he's fine he's gone my younger son is Mm -hmm. the one that comes Hey, mom, fantastic for. I'm going to tell you what fantastic for mm. is. <laughs> because I don't believe we still is do it that some kind of meal. I was yeah. asking what fantastic for is. It's some kind of hug. And <laughs> oh, bless. I, I don't know where oh. it came from. I don't know. Even, even this oh, morning, I called him. arms. It <laughs> gives me the hug. It, it hugs me from... And then he pecks here behind yeah, yeah. Oh. And my nose. 
that's adorable. So that's own connecting points with mom. Oh, so when yeah, you yeah. fantastic for. So you know, even when he comes, so is that child that he comes in does fantastic for and is okay. The mm, big brother, mm. he wants to talk and pour as it, how out yeah. he has. And one that mm. when when he's talking, what he to just go, how about if you just listen? So knowing well. the child and their need. And mm. you know, because these children were given to us for a purpose. So listen, learn, know your children, be present, respect, mm. respect them and res- so that you are that means I say that when I respect my children, it doesn't mean I'm bowing to them but respect no no respecting yeah exactly you know know? and so i'm teaching them to respect as well respect your children and be available to them it's irrespective of the age it matters Mm. to those children it's key to them Mm. and then don't be a lone mother don't be a lone parent circle yourself have a circle of mothers that you do things with a circle of mothers that you can Mm. talk to Mothers that have the same values as yourself that you can rub minds with. Parenting journey is not a bed of roses. No, you need sometimes somebody to help you remove the sun from your skin yeah, and absolutely. give you that rub pat on the back to say, you know what? Exactly. You can keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And having what you said uh, earlier as well is this the kind of people you have in your life, the kind of people you have in your space we've got to be intentional about it because they are also speaking to the children's lives. And what I love about our relationships, my husband and I, our relationship with our friends is that all of the the boys know our friends and they know they can go to them and talk to them about anything as well. So we've created a bubble where Mm -hmm. they have assistant mom and assistant dad yeah (laughs) my best friend Susie is their assistant mother they can walk up to her any day anytime roll up at her house and they know they trust her like they really really do and you know so these are these are such wonderful tips it really does take a village but we have to be intentional about selecting the people in our village so what are some of the and I know that you've got an event coming up soon haven't you tell us about that Okay, yes. Yeah, so that's um it's called the Naomi's tribe. And I know a few people have asked me, is Naomi your middle name? No, it's not. <laughs> but, but so um we've got the Naomi's tribe coming up on the 8th, 18th mm-hmm. of um, March and um in Bromley in Bromley in London. And it's mm-hmm. a it's the maiden edition, the made the launch of you know, which we're talking about a village, you know, and a yeah. lot of times. God bless mamas of boys. We we mm-hmm. had a lot of stabbing, let me use that word from the society. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, a lot of things are happening in our space because we want to raise, you know, exceptional boys. So we want to get it right That's in our right. space. But a lot of us yeah. sometimes we struggle. And we even mm-hmm. when we're not struggling, we just want somebody to be able to talk to, like you mentioned, Susie, right yes. now. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's sometimes difficult to be able to build that village yourself. So that's true. Yeah. Sorry, my alarm gone. <laughs> it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, 
don't interview or create that circle for yourself. So the Naomi's tribe is a circle of women raising extraordinary boys. So when mama boys coming together to be able to walk, Christian mothers of boys coming together to be able to walk together to raise our sons and, you know, be that listening ear to another mother of boys, come together, share ideas, share challenges, and share our wings as mothers mm-hmm. of boys so that we can together raise a nation of, you know, great and exceptional men. And because we know that sometimes we can't even do it by ourselves. We can't do so many things that yeah. contend for our attention, like we said earlier on, so many things that, so many things that contending for our, our, our resources. But when we come together, mm-hmm. we pull our resources together, you know, like them, we'll be able to chase more together. And so that's what... The, um, the event is about that is awesome what what's the date so it's at the Bromley Court Hotel when is it exactly it's on the 9th 18th of March so the day before March. um Mother's Day so it's our oh, way of celebrating celebrating Mother's oh, that is exactly. awesome. there will be loads of activities we're going to be having oh my days talks I, I I I listened to a woman called um the word Smith um sometimes oh, yes. not in is it in Kemp no, no, she's okay. I think her name is that Twin. Her name okay, is the wordsmith used to be a friend's um a friend's name, her her um nom de plume for her blog. I remember years ago. I don't yeah, know if she still writes it, but anyway. She's a poet and you know she's so okay. amazing. And I just when I listened to her and the way she, she described the woman by the well. It just made me see myself in that woman. And so we're going to be having the word Smith come talk to us and, you know, just share the word of God, share the life of a woman the way it is. And I just said to her, I said, said, you know what, the life of a woman, the way it is, you know how to articulate it. So the word Smith will be there and then there will be sessions for us to brainstorm it's going to be practical. It's going to be real. We're going to be authentic with ourselves and, you know, That's open. Right. And then there's also going to be plenty of celebration because it's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, that and sounds... And gifts as well. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, that sounds really good. So, guys, I'm going to leave all of those details in the show notes so that you can register, book, and make sure that you're there. I have uh, tomorrow, I'm really looking forward to a spa day that a friend organized. And I can't tell you how excited I am, how, you know, ecstatic I am to go through it because I have had unbroken work days since the start of the year. And now you already um, feel it's August, right? Right, right. We're like, you know, let's start prepping for Chris for, for Christmas. And it exactly. it feels like it, the year has been a very long one so far. <laughs> and I've not stopped, but I'm glad that she organized this because it means that I get to spend a whole day by myself. I mean, I take solo breaks and I go out of the country on holiday by myself as often as I can which isn't often enough it can never be enough anyway (laughs) and I deal with a lot of mommy guilt when I'm leaving but the boys and their dad are always like listen just go and they have all the fun while I'm gone because there's a very uh, relaxation of rules and so on in my absence but I can just imagine what Naomi's tribe is going to look like on a Saturday you know uh, because I'm a businesswoman and I have my hands doing quite a few different things. 
it's a I sometimes struggle to unplug I'm always working and yeah. I didn't realize that I was overworking because I really do enjoy my job I enjoy mm-hmm. what I do I for relaxation I'm reading business news and charts and things like that and I'm listening to podcasts but I didn't realize that by doing that it meant I never stopped working and it doesn't matter that you enjoy what you do breaking that uh that's uh, that strand of non-stop working or non-stop yeah. whatever it is you're doing by going in and hanging out with a group of women who are share who share the same goal and vision as you which is to raise their children well and just being in a in an in a space where someone like the wordsmith will speak all over you I think that's amazing and I think that if you are considering going definitely don't consider anymore just go and if you're thinking oh not for me I'd rather spend the whole day doing something else I want to encourage you to rethink it because uh, even things like going to the gallery going for a walk in the woods these things break patterns in our brain that that then allows us to become creative so coming out of your everyday activity on a Saturday whether it's shopping or cleaning the house or cooking or working Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a real blessing so well done for setting that up that sounds amazing okay we can keep going and I have and a few more questions I would love to ask you but we're pretty much (laughs) out of time so where can people find you Kiki Okay, thank you very much. And I agree with you that we can keep going, but yes. <laughs> yeah, so um you can find me on Instagram as Kiki Boys Mama, as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Kiki Boys Mama, one word on Instagram and mm-hmm. on um Facebook. I am Bukola Jolobo and Kiki in brackets. I'm also on YouTube where I drop resources for parenting teenage oh. boys every week. Um okay on there as Bukola Jolubo and Kiki in brackets after the Jolubo just type that on YouTube and you would find me everything I uh, I've got resources out there and I've got a couple of resources on Amazon as well for the boys oh wow excellent well all the things all the links to all the things are going to be in the show notes or in the box below wherever it is you're watching or listening Kiki, I want to say a huge thank you to you for joining us. I want to thank you for being so generous, but even more importantly, so passionate about the cause and looking out for our boys and teaching us to go beyond simply raising them at home to empowering them and preparing them for the world that they're about to step into as adults. So you're doing a great job and may God bless you immensely. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Excellent. You're welcome.